Coming up on Locked On Dodgers, Ken Rosenthal is reporting the possibility of reunions with a couple of former Dodgers, uh, Kiki Hernandez and Kenley Jansen. Uh, we will dig into both of those, uh, the pros and cons of those, and see what we think. And the Dodgers announced their non-roster invites to spring training. There's some interesting names on that list, so we'll talk about that. That's what's on tap, so let's get Locked On Dodgers. You are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Dodger fans, this is Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks to our everydayers for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, this show is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Please subscribe wherever you're watching or listening right now. My name is Jeff Snyder. That guy next to me, that's Vince Samperio. He's my co-host. Vince and I are both lifelong Dodger fans, just like most of you. We've also both spent time covering the Dodgers in the press box and the locker room. So we're not quite insiders, but we bring you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers, join today and you'll get $250, no, $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. And uh, with that said, let's get started, Vince. There was a little bit of news over the weekend. The Dodgers announced their non-roster invitees to spring training. We'll dig into that in the third segment of this episode, but then... There was uh, some interesting notes by Ken Rosenthal in an article he wrote uh, that we want to talk about. Uh, we had, uh, I, I, they were actually both basically in the same note. And uh, he said, the Angels continue to show interest in free agent Kike Hernandez, but fear he prefers a return to the Dodgers, according to a source briefed on the team's discussions. Hernandez is also drawing interest from other clubs, and the Dodgers seem more focused on adding a high-leverage reliever, perhaps Ryan Brazier as a free agent, or the Red Sox' Kenley Jansen in a trade. So that's two uh, old friends. Kiki Hernandez has been a Dodger twice. Uh, they, obviously, we remember they traded for him at the trade deadline last season, brought him back, and he's still a free agent. Uh, so I, I guess this wouldn't technically be a third stint with the Dodgers. It would just be a continuation of the second stint. Uh, and then Kenley Jansen as a possible trade, which we talked a little bit about uh, last month when we talked about, maybe earlier this month, we talked about the Red Sox maybe being open for business and Kenley being one of the guys that might be interested in trading. So we're going to dig into Kenley in the second segment. Let's talk first about Kike Hernandez. Um, the, the thing that was most interesting to me about this report is that Kike prefers a return to the Dodgers because I've kind of been working under the assumption that just like the last time he was a free agent, he would want to be a starter somewhere and he would get offers to be a starter somewhere and therefore he would choose to leave the Dodgers uh, because he won't be a starter with the Dodgers. Uh, but sounds like, at least according to Rosenthal, maybe Kike uh, might want to come back. I mean, I took all the stuff he said during after the trade to be men as I don't necessarily need to be the guy anywhere. I just want to go somewhere where I fit in and I feel comfortable. Obviously, the Dodgers being one of those places. So, you know, that's why I was under kind of working this, this offseason as right, Kike would be would want to come back if, you know, they have room for him, which is where kind of the question comes into play right now. And for me, uh, you know, 
I've been a proponent for Kike this offseason. I still think that I'd rather have him over Margot at this point on this current roster construction, just for the simple fact that he plays the outfield and then he can also play the infield and that he he had a weird time in his second stint with the Dodgers. He started off pretty high, then he kind of cooled off. He did hit in the postseason, uh, but, you know, that was three games and not a huge sample size, but he did hit. No one else really did, so... I think for me, Kike makes a lot of sense for this Dodger team in a lot of ways. And the one way he doesn't right now is that there's not necessarily a spot for him. Yeah. And, and you know, 40 man roster spot, they have an open spot and the, and they'll have plenty of 40 man roster room available once spring training starts, which is really just over a week away now. And so they will be able to put guys on the 60 day injured list at that point. And so, you know, they can make her on the, on the 40 man roster, the 26 man roster, you know, I, unless they decided to go with only 12 pitchers, which doesn't seem likely, especially if they're considering a, a six man rotation, uh, 13 position players. And you look at the roster right now, those 13 spots are locked up. Miguel Vargas is already the odd man out there. And so seems like if they went with Kike Hernandez, that would mean that Manuel Margot was going somewhere else. Uh, and and leaving the roster, and then at that point, you do just have the three outfielders. You got your three starting outfielders of Teoscar Hernandez, Jason Hayward, and James Outman, uh, and then Kike Hernandez as the right-handed platoon with Jason Hayward and playing utility spots elsewhere. Uh, and, and for me, that's why I'm more in in the the not anti Kike. I, I love Kike Hernandez, I guess you know, but. I, I don't see a spot for him because when you're looking at what the Dodgers have infield wise, you know, now that Mookie Betts is a second baseman, they've got more infielders than you can shake a stick at, you know, and Chris Taylor can play anywhere, obviously. Uh, and so he would be kind of the fourth outfielder if they did, you know, or, or the K Kike and Taylor would be combined to be the fourth outfielder if Kike did resign. But when you're looking at somebody who's going to spend most of his time on the bench, and you don't necessarily need the the infield versatility because when you got Miguel Vargas and no, Miguel Rojas on the bench, uh, he can play all those infield spots. I, I start looking at what else do you value in a, a bench player, and one of the things that actually might be useful is speed, and that's something that Kike doesn't bring to the table, and it's always been surprising to me. I probably mentioned it on this show before. I I'm constantly surprised at how not fast Kike is. He seems like he should be fast. He's, you know, athletic and quick and plays fast guy positions, and yet he doesn't run very fast. And so he's not a guy you would use as a pinch runner. I mean, he could pinch run for, uh, I don't even know, now that Adrian Gonzalez and uh, Yasmani Grandal aren't on the team anymore, or Justin Turner. Uh, you know, like, Kike doesn't make sense as a pinch runner, and, you know, that's one of the few roles that these bench players might actually play once in a while is if you get Will Smith on base and Smith is fast for a catcher. But if you have Manuel Margot available, hey, look, we can actually have fast instead of just fast for a catcher. Things like that. When you start looking at the specific roles uh, that this spot on the roster might play, I feel like Margot might make more sense. And Margot's a better defensive outfielder than Kike. And so... You know, as the fourth outfielder and potential pinch runner and, you know, offensively against left-handed pitching, which is where they'd get most of their pinch hitting at bats, 
they're roughly the same. Kike's probably a little bit better, uh, has more power, but you know, Margot is they're, they're very similar numbers against left handed pitching. I don't know, I just don't see enough upside to Kike. For me, it's all about the versatility, and it's because the Dodgers don't have minor league depth in the, in the infield. So you're one Max Muncy or Gavin Lux injury away from Miguel Rojas getting significant playing time again. And, you know, the bat, he, for Rojas, he has played an entire offseason in Venezuelan league, and he's been healthy, and he hasn't had that last few years. So, you know, maybe he could hit better, but, uh, you know, you're not investing a lot of time. And for me, if it's between Kiki and Margot, then Kiki makes more sense because in that sense you have – Three guys, you know, Mookie, they want to keep at second base, but in theory, if they need him to play outfield, he'll have to move back to the outfield. If, if Hayward or, or Teoscar or Outman got hurt, you're moving Mookie to the outfield and, you know, replacing somebody in the infield, whether it's Taylor or, you know, whoever else. But I think having somebody that just plays the one position or one spot, which is outfield, doesn't make, doesn't, you know, I'd rather have Kike in that sense, but it's also, I can admit there's a little bias, obviously, of wanting Kike just because we like him. And, you know, personally, you know, I, I'm cool with him as well. So, you know, that that's a little part of it. But, yeah, Margot, he's not a, a barn burner by any sense, but he's almost twice as fast in terms of sprints. Or not twice as fast, but he's almost double the amount in terms of percentile in sprint speed than Kike is, which, you know, doesn't make sense. But I think for me at this point, not knowing Margot enough and have not having seen him and knowing what Kike is going to bring you. Kike is going to bring you inconsistency a little bit during the season if he gets big at-bats. But I have faith in him when it comes down to it. And it, we, you know, we slightly differ in clutch and all that, you know, me and you in terms of if clutch is a thing or not. But I've seen it enough with him that I'll take that over the unknown of Margot right now for me. Yeah, I get that. And I think there's pros and cons of both. I'd love to hear what our listeners think, you know, in the YouTube comment section or through social media or whatever, with all the contact info we give at the end, a lot of, lot to think about and uh, love to hear what you guys think. We're going to come back. If you think that one was divisive, wait till we talk about the most divisive player in recent Dodgers history, Kenley Jansen. Could he be back too? We will talk about that. Uh, so please keep it locked on Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by Factor Meals. Get started on your New Year's resolution, resolutions with Factor so you're ready for to really take this new year by storm. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success. Skip the grocery stores, prep work, and cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door with over 35 meals to choose from per week, including... Different options like keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and more. Plus over 55 weekly, weekly add-ons, you'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolutions. And there's all sorts of things you can skip. The over, overpriced takeout trap factor is cheaper and way more delicious than takeout. Every meal is chef-crafted. They're restaurant-quality meals delivered right to your door. And they're ready to heat and eat in just two minutes, which means more time for you. So you can stress less over meal times. Factors, no prep, no mess meals, free up time, otherwise spent shopping, cooking, and cleaning. No more wasting time in the kitchen. Factor has everything you need for a week of flavorful, nutritious eats. In addition to ready-to-eat meals, they have cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, protein, extra protein, veggie sides, and more to keep you energized during frantic times. Head to factormeals.com slash lockedonmlb50 and use code lockedonmlb50 to get 50% off. 
That's code locked on MLB 50 at factormeals.com slash locked on MLB 50 to get 50% off. Hey, we're back. We want to thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning, especially want to thank our everydayers. If you're not an everydayer, it's really easy to become one. Just watch or listen every weekday morning. And if you're not a Locked On Dodgers insider, it's easy to become one of those too. Just go to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Dodgers. Sign up. It's just a few bucks a month, a great way to support us financially and get access to us. We text back and forth. We send you out thoughts on our, our, our thoughts on rumors and news and all those things. Uh, once the season starts, you'll get pregame exclusive stuff from Vince uh, down on the field. A lot of cool stuff there. So go to joinsubtext.com slash locked on Dodgers and start your two week free trial free trial there. And be sure to check out the two 24 seven streaming channels on YouTube from the locked on podcast network, your team every day. One is called locked on sports today. And one is called locked on sports, Los Angeles locked on sports today covers the national sports scene. So there will be plenty to talk about, say, the AFC and NFC championship games that happened yesterday. Uh, a lot of fun there if you're a football fan. And uh, Locked On Sports Los Angeles sp- focuses specifically on Los Angeles sports, so probably not as much uh, on the uh, those games, although I assume that Locked On NFL will be on that channel, so you will still get some of that, but mostly more of an L.A. focus. So check out both of those channels. And uh, with that said, let's dig in to Kenley Jansen. Rosenthal, as I read, he reported that Jansen could be a trade target for the Dodgers. We talked a little bit about this, Vince, uh, I don't remember, a few weeks ago anyway. Uh, and, you know, I, I guess we'll we'll see if our, our opinions have changed, but because the Dodgers roster has changed since then, their, their needs are a little bit different. Uh, what do you think about the idea of the Dodgers trading for Kenley Jansen? I'm out uh, for a few reasons. One of them being that the Dodgers don't need a closer person. They they need a dominant closer. They don't need a Kelly Jensen type closer. They need somebody that, you know, is going to secure the ninth inning, not giving the issues. Therefore moving Evan Phillips to it. But for me, Jensen, it just comes down to, you don't know what you're going to get. And, and, you know, last year is a little bit of a tell on that. He was an all-star and he, Looked good in the first half. Uh, must have been a not a great bullpen in the A. I don't, I don't pay attention to the A too much because Jensen's numbers were cool for the first half, but nothing by any means that makes you an all star, at least how I feel. But it's just you don't know what you're going to get. And you know, there's just you know, the money, the money's not necessarily a factor, but you know, you are going to have to pay kind of almost double what he's making because of the, the luxury tax. So I don't know if he's worth that in that. And, and he just doesn't. For me, doesn't do enough at the closer. He he doesn't prevent guys from getting on base. His whip last year was one point two seven. He, you know, numbers wise, ERA and FIP were pretty close three six three three six six. So, you know, not terrible. But from what we've seen the last few years in terms of Jansen and then Kimbrel and then even last year in the postseason, you know, seeing guys like Raldis Chapman and and Kimbrel and you know different guys that don't necessarily shut the door they're not elite guys anymore but they still get put into those high leverage situations it it, the numbers can bear that but it's also just me personally i don't want to see it like i don't want to have to worry about it yeah i i get that a lot uh for me the argument in favor of kenley is is pretty straightforward he's a dodgers legend and even more than that like 
like you said, they don't need a closer. Uh, and, and that's part of why I kind of like the idea because, you know, when we had Evan Phillips on the show last week, uh, I, I, I told him my preference for Evan Phillips is for him to be that high leverage guy who isn't tied down to the ninth inning. And even when the Dodgers had Craig Kimbrell, you know, I, I kind of liked that, that, that they had somebody who had the ninth inning and so Evan Phillips could be deployed whenever they actually needed him. And yes, yeah, sometimes those high leverage moments do come in the ninth inning. Statistically, that would be about a third of the time. Uh, you know, if you have three innings at the end of the game, which one's going to be the toughest? Well, a third of the time it's going to be each one. And so the ninth inning once in a while will be the toughest time. But if you have Kenley Jansen to pitch the ninth, the other two thirds of those times, he can still get his saves. He can still be quote unquote, the closer. Uh, and you can still have, then you have Evan Phillips available for the seventh or eighth inning, whichever one is the inning. And you've got, you know, you've got Joe Kelly, you've got Blake Trinan, if he's healthy, you know, uh, who they have a ton of relievers, maybe some of these young guys that the Nick Frosso, Kyle hurt type guys might spend some time in the bullpen, a lot of different options. And, for me, there's a little bit of comfort in having a guy who gets the ninth inning uh, because then the other guys are freed up to do the the, the important work that is usage-based rather than uh, what inning is it based. And, and when you look at Kenley last year, he was he was pretty solid. Like He wasn't like elite 2017-2016 era Kenley Jansen, but you know, before he got COVID at the end of the season, like through September 4th, he had a 302 ERA and a 323 FIP, both of which are perfectly respectable. He had 29 saves and only three blown saves at that point. Uh, his last two games bump up his his ERA quite a bit. He allowed uh, five runs, uh, including three earned runs in 0, 0.0 innings across his last two outings, which bumped his ERA all the way from 302 to 363. And that's kind of one of the other points is that when you're a reliever, when you only pitch 44 and two-thirds innings like he did last year, uh, a couple bad games can really knock things up. And so you've got, like he had in May, back-to-back -back days, he blew saves against the Cardinals. And that bumped his ERA from 0 0.77 to 4.26. And then it never fully recovered after that. Uh, it dropped down below three briefly. But really, I mean, it was a couple bad games. And... You know, that, that's the Kenley Jansen experience we're used to as Dodger fans. Uh, but, you know, Kenley is making a push for the Hall of Fame. Uh, I think he has a decent case. Uh, and, and if he has a couple more good years, uh, meaning getting a lot of saves, you know, he's at 420 saves right now, has an outside chance of getting to 500 saves, which very few guys have done. Uh, you know, Ken Kenley, if he goes in the Hall of Fame, it's going to be with the Dodger hat on. And I, I, I kind of like the idea of him being back with the Dodgers uh, in less of a, like when he was with the Dodgers before, there was a little bit of a, okay, we don't want to hurt his feelings, all of that stuff. And I think if they traded for him, uh, it would be more of a, look, you're doing what we tell you. Here's your role. You're going to get some saves, but you're not going to get all the saves and go out there and, and give us your best. And and I, I think he could serve a good purpose. And if the Red Sox wanted to pay down half of his salary in a trade, uh, you know, he's reasonably affordable. He's getting 16 million bucks. And if the Red Sox pay half of that, 8 million bucks for a guy like Jansen isn't terrible. 
uh, and probably wouldn't cost that much prospect wise, no matter, uh, even though somebody on Twitter said maybe they could get Emmett Sheehan for him. Yeah, you're not getting Emmett Sheehan for Kenley Jansen. Sorry, Red Sox fans. Yeah, definitely not that. Yeah, I mean, it's a valid case for me. It's still like, I think we could, we could go on and survive without Kenley Jansen. I think last year, you know, he was a little bit a victim of his batting average on balls in play being higher than it had been in a few years. But also, his strikeout rate was down. His uh, walk rate was not was high, but not, not his career high, but higher than when he was at his peak. You know, obviously, he has diminished stuff. But I think I'd rather let a young arm emerge if that's the case, or go after one of the elite guys. It's just one of those things where I don't trust. The other part is I don't trust Dave Roberts to do the right thing if needed if he still holds a lot of respect for Kelly Jensen. That that could be. I feel like I took the unpopular opinion on both of these. So uh, I hope nobody uh, burns me at the stake or anything. Uh, you know, we're we're talking Dodgers here. And, you know, Ken, Kenley and Kiki are both guys that we all, as Dodger fans, we all love, have a soft spot towards. You know, Kenley, maybe we have a little bit of uh, lingering high blood pressure because of him too. Uh, but, you know, obviously he is a Dodger legend. They're both Dodger legends uh, to some extent. And, uh would be interesting. My guess is that neither of them end up back with the Dodgers, but you know, we'll see what happens. And we'd love to hear your thoughts uh, in the comments section. So we're going to come back in a minute. We're going to talk about the non-roster invitees that the Dodgers are bringing to spring training. So please keep it locked on Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Look, you guys know me. I don't care about football, but even I watch the Super Bowl. It's all about Super Bowl Sunday. It's all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. Uh, you know, I, I my personal favorite thing about the Super Bowl is uh, you know hanging out with my family, watching the game, often on mute. You know, unless a fun commercial comes on, and just kind of uh, you know, honestly, I'm going to be watching for Taylor Swift. Let's be honest. But if you want to watch because you want to get in on the action. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end this season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers, join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official, an official sports book partner of the NFL. Hey, we're back. Thank you again for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning, especially our everydayers. Again, please go to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Dodgers to become a Locked On Dodgers insider. We did have a message on subtext from, uh, I I had this up. Who is it? Uh Sorry, guys. This is from Elliot Krieger, who's on subtext with us about Kenley Jansen. He said, how much does it scare you to hear Kenley Jansen may be back? I find his ninth innings far too stressful, even if he usually gets out of his self-made jams, which he does sometimes when he's not filling the bases. Maybe next year with our offense, there won't be as as many safe situations in 2024. So uh, that, that was Elliot's thoughts on 
join subtext.com slash locked on Dodgers. If you want to let us know your thoughts, you can join there. That's just a few bucks a month. It's a lot of fun. So check it out. Also be sure to check out locked on sports today and locked on sports, Los Angeles, the two 24 seven streaming channels on YouTube from the lockdown podcast network. And uh, with that said, uh, the, the one real actual news this weekend was that the Dodgers announced their non-roster invitees to spring training. Uh, just to, to be clear what this means, this is people who aren't on the 40-man roster. So that's why you're not seeing names like Andy Pajes and Nick Frasso and uh, Kyle Hurt and those guys because they're going to be in spring training because they're on the 40-man roster. And at some point, you know, they will – probably be reassigned to minor league camp, but they will be in spring training. These are the guys who aren't on the 40 man roster, but are coming with a chance to try to make the team. And uh, there's some interesting names, you know, Nabil Krismat, former Padre. Uh, I'm, I'm so interested to see Nabil Krismat in a Dodger uniform, just because I am so used to hating that guy and wondering how he ever gets anybody out throwing 36 miles an hour. Uh, But you know, uh, if he can provide some value to the Dodgers, that's great. Um, more along the lines of excitement, there's Dalton Rushing, who is the Dodgers' top catching prospect. Interestingly, Diego Cartaya is not on this list. Uh, he, he, you remember, he spent a lot of time in Dodgers camp last year, uh, especially with the WBC going on and both Will Smith and Austin Barnes being involved in that. But Dalton Rushing will be He's in. on the 40 man. What, what's, oh, that's right. Cartaya is on the 40 man. Yeah. See, guys, he, just like I said, don't be dumb like me. Uh, that's why Cartaya is not on this list because he's on the forty-man roster. So he'll oh, be. There I thought too. the same thing when I first read it too. Yeah, um, Trey Sweeney, who the Dodgers just got from the Yankees uh, in, in a trade earlier this offseason, he's kind of interesting. Uh, Drew Avins, Jose Ramos, and Ryan Ward are all kind of longtime Dodgers minor leaguers. Uh, Travis Swaggerty's kind of interesting name here. He was, uh, I think, he was a first-round pick by the Pirates a couple of years ago, and. Uh, was kind of a top prospect and then just kind of fell off a cliff. The Dodgers signed him to a minor league contract this offseason. He's a Southern California native, and so he'll be there in spring training camp. Anybody else jump out at you as uh, kind of exciting, Vince? The only one I think with a real shot is Daniel Hudson, uh, and that's, you know, obviously he probably would be on the more normal roster had he not hurt his knee last year, and it's one of those guys that I don't even think we've remembered to mention kind of in the bullpen talk. Just not for the fact that he won't be good. It's just the fact that we don't know how he's going to be. But he's the one guy, you know, Ryan Ryan Brazier, Daniel Hudson would be similar at their full capacities in terms of an effective reliever. And he's a guy that would have closing experience, could even be the closer. Again, I think whatever he's working back from his knee, he's probably going to need more time to kind of ramp up. So we probably wouldn't see him in the first few months of the season. But I think he's the only one that's like, okay, he legitimately could make this team at some point. The other guys are probably going to be on the Dodgers at some point this season, but more so for injury or something else. Yeah, one interesting name is Jonathan Arauz, uh, who has played like, uh, what, four seasons in the big leagues with several different teams, the Mets, uh, Orioles, Red Sox. And he's been terrible in the big leagues. And when you look at his minor league stats, he hasn't been significantly better there. Like he's not much of a hitter. And in the big leagues, he hasn't been much of a defender. He is a a middle infielder. Um, And so maybe his defense in the minor leagues was better than it's shown in the big leagues in limited time. But uh, yeah, kind of interesting. Not sure what the Dodgers see in him, but 
you know, like I said, three different teams have put him in the big leagues at times. So there must be something exciting about that guy, at least to some extent. So he's one that, you know, probably this will be the only time that we'll ever say his name. Uh, but you know, who knows? I remember it's been a few years ago now, James Outman got so many starts as a non-roster guy in spring training. Uh, and you know, you could always kind of be excited about him and say, Oh, that guy could turn into something. And then he turned into something. So, you know, the, the non-rosters are a lot of fun. I, I think Dalton rushing is the guy I'm most excited to see, uh, because, you know, I've seen him play in the minors in person. He can hit and he does have a lot of this prospect shine, uh, other than the time he was concussed last year, he's he's been very very good in the minor leagues. So that'll be a lot of fun. And you know he's he's twenty three year or he's going to be twenty three years old in a few weeks. And so rushing isn't crazy young. And so I mean rushing is going to be he, he's going to be making this case. Of, hey, I should be in the big league soon. Uh, and, and when with what you've got right now, uh, you have Will Smith and then you know a black hole of Austin Barnes or Hunter Fiducio is on the 40-man roster. Uh, I mean, rushing, is he's going to be making his case. And it's hard with Shohei Otani eating up all the DH at-bats. We actually, uh, I got a message actually on Facebook today from a listener asking if Shohei on the team uh, makes it less likely that Will Smith will sign long-term because there aren't those DH at-bats available for him to get off his legs a little bit once in a while. That's something that, you know, don't need to go into now, but you know, that it's kind of the same thing for rushing. Like uh, he's not a backup catcher. He needs to play every day. So that's going to limit him. But if, I mean, if Will Smith were to get hurt this year, I think they probably call up Dalton rushing before saying, okay, Austin Barnes or Hunter Fiducia, you get this, these at bats. I think they'd say, let's make room on the 40 man roster for Dalton rushing and, and let him get a chance. And obviously nobody's wishing injury on Will Smith at all but it's also not crazy to picture a catcher getting hurt, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, last year we saw Wilson did get hurt, but it was short term. They went the Austin Wayne's route. That's a, you know, Austin Barnes and Austin Wayne's weren't, weren't doing too much. Although Austin Wayne did win them one game. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Dalton rushing is the most exciting prospect there. All the other prospects that we're excited for are mostly on the 40 man roster already. So that's excitement in itself to see those guys. I'm interested to see how the like spring. Well, the first part of spring, I would imagine they're going to get a lot of the guys in earlier than normal, just because they do leave a little bit earlier than normal. And then you'll have some weird days where the Dodgers are gone, but the other guys are still. You know, I don't. I doubt they're going to take all 40 men on the 40 man roster, so they'll have you know some decisions to make. So, yeah, uh, it's not quite the list. Like years past, there's been more intrigue. I think this one, the roster is pretty set in itself. And I think it's more about, okay, Don Rushing, you know, we want to see what he can do and just see him in general on a, on a bigger stage. And then, you know, is Daniel Hudson healthy? I think those are really like the main two. Yeah. And the one other one that I'm excited for is River Ryan. He kind of sneaks in here oh, yeah. uh, because he is the one of the, of the pitching prospects who's not on the 40 man roster. I mean, they have other pitching prospects too, but River Ryan is the, the top one who's not on the 40 man and he is on this invite list. And he's a guy who, you know, could sneak his way into the Dodgers bullpen conversation for this year uh, at the least. And, you know, depending on health of the starters, he, you know, along with Landon Knack and Nick Frasso and, and, you know, Gavin Stone and all those guys, he's going to be in the conversation to get some starts if if the health situation requires it. And so he'll be fun. You know, remember last year, Gavin Stone was so much fun to watch in spring training. 
Uh, River Ryan will kind of be in that. He probably won't get a ton of uh, of appearances, but he will get some appearances and, and we'll get to watch him. So so that should be a lot of fun too. Uh, and beyond that, I mean, there's people I've never heard of. Eduardo Salazar. Do you know anything about Eduardo Salazar? Nope. Me neither. Uh, apparently he's a pitcher. And uh, I that that's all I know. Eliezer Hernandez, former big leaguer. Jesse Hahn, former big leaguer. There's a few guys like that. TJ McFarland left-handed reliever who was good at one point, but, uh, you know, and then just uh, a bunch of, bunch of young guys and former big leaguers who are kind of on their last legs. So it'll be interesting to see Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah. Oklahoma city Dodgers and, or Oklahoma. City oh, just OKC. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the commanders, we'll call them the commanders, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think, uh, but yeah, spring training is Dodgers pitchers and catchers report in what a week and a half, uh, like 11, yeah. 11 days or so. So that's exciting. Uh, Dodgers, as we know, they're starting spring training a little bit early because they have their two game series in Korea and they're leaving like a week before that series to get acclimated in Korea, play some exhibition games. So they have to start in Arizona sooner. So, uh, it's sneaking right up on us. It is almost baseball season. Uh, we're near the end of January, and as you know, uh, January is the last season of the year before we get to spring training. Uh, spring training, baseball season, Christmas season in January, that's the four seasons. We have almost waited out the longest season of the year of January, and then we can have baseball season. And uh, I'm ready for some Dodger baseball. How about you, Vince? Oh, yeah. Well, I've said it a lot the last few weeks. I'm ready. Yep. And uh, we got one more football game to get out of the way, uh, but spring training will have already started by then. So who knows? Maybe I won't even pay attention to the Super Bowl. I probably will, though. That's just uh, halftime. I'm good with that. I don't like the two teams that are in it. So, yeah. And, but Taylor Swift will be there, and that's all that really matters. Uh, and spring training games won't have started yet. So I guess we can pay attention to one more football game, and then we'll really throw ourselves into Dodger baseball. That'll do it for us for today. Thank you all for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen, especially our everydayers. If you're not an everydayer, just become one by watching and listening every weekday morning. Become a Locked On Dodgers insider by going to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Dodgers. You can check out the two 24-7 streaming channels on YouTube from the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Sports Los Angeles. Check out both of those and check this out every day. You can follow us on Instagram and on Twitter. And as of recently, TikTok at Locked On Dodgers. Vince is on Twitter at Vincent's91. I'm on Twitter at Snydog. Both of our DMs are up in there. You can also email us, LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com, or send us a voicemail or text message to 323-863-LOCK-5625. We are here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. <laughs>